Hi there, welcome to episode 95 of the Waveback Music Podcast. My name is Chris. And I'm Matt. And we're here to listen to the most interesting video game music there is. The bulk of our time on this show has been spent discussing music from home console games, but video game music comes from more than just what we hook up to our televisions. Grab some quarters, because today we're listening to the music from my arcade memories. Welcome to the Fantasy Zone. Get ready. Well, hi, Matt. What's up? How the heck are you? <laughs> I'm good. How's everything? Uh, you know, not bad. Just a little three-day weekend here, uh, taking taking a little time off, which is nice. And, Always nice. Uh, this is a great way to cap it off by uh, talking about my arcade memories. I'm super, super, super excited to, to, to run down this memory lane. Oh, absolutely. Uh, the arcade is probably one of the first places I've ever played any video games. It was um uh, my my first experience with video games was the Atari, um, but uh, my um some of my earliest memories uh, come from uh, come from the arcade. And, uh, th- this is one of those episodes I've been trying to figure out how to do for a long time, and like really what I should do with it because there's certain like segments of it that I thought like oh maybe I just put together a bunch of Sega arcade machines and call that an episode or something. And then I, I eventually just said, no, it, heck with it. I'm, I'm doing this. I just want to run through the arcades that I have spent time with and, and, and call it a day, uh, which is essentially what this uh, playlist boiled down to. Uh, now, you, you just told me a minute ago you had uh, some fun arcade anecdotes. So why don't you, uh, why don't, why don't you tell, us, tell us a story, Matt? I shall. Um... So when I was a kid, and actually after you just said to side note, uh, to sidetrack, of course, as I always do, uh, you said your first foray was Atari. When I think about it, honestly, I think yeah, my my first foray was um, Atari as well. But um, where I live in uh, Greater New York area, we had a Nathan's, and um, so we affectionately referred to it just as Nathan's. It wasn't like anything special but it was this really large nathan's that could probably in the heyday seat about 200 people and then in the back was an arcade room so like when you were a kid you'd go and you'd like suffer through your meal you know because you (laughs) knew you were gonna go back there and you know your parents like toss you a couple bucks and you just like a kid in a candy shop or a kid in an arcade running around just like a little pocket full of quarters you know and <laughs> that so was me and pizza hut right there oh yeah no absolutely and um uh i wish this story had a happier ending but um you know over the years the interest and and all that stuff kind of waned whether it was you know the the food establishment or the arcade in the back or whatever either way they unfortunately bulldozed the building um and now it's like a new smaller strip mall. So all those memories of, you know, being a kid and, and just plunking quarters into machines and, and running around and just like that chaotic scene. Is, they're all just that. They're all just memories. But honestly, like, those are some of the best memories of my, my childhood. Between that and going to the comic book shop as a kid. Well, that is that is pretty sweet. I can actually say that most of the uh, arcades that I'm going to be bringing up here were uh, are are probably not around either. Yeah. I know at least a couple of them are. There was there are a few things, if specific instances that I didn't include in this because uh, I didn't have very specific sound memories mm-hmm. with uh, associated with them. Um, the, I really just kind of focused on. See, I didn't spend as much time as arca- in arcades as you would think that I did. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, people who know me know how into games I I I am, and you would think that I had spent 
countless hours in the <laughs> arcade, and and honestly, uh, there just wasn't one that I could ride my bike to or something. It uh, also gets very expensive. Yeah, yeah, that that kind of stuff adds up, and yeah. there just weren't. You know, it was me going to the mall or on some sort of special trip was when I spent yeah. most of the time in arcades. Um, there was one music track that I did cut just for you know, time's sake, and we just listened to it recently, but you it was funny you mentioned that, and I brought up uh, Pizza Hut. That was another arcade memory that I have, and I very specifically remember playing Altered Beast in uh, a Pizza Hut <laughs> when I was younger, and we just listened to the... We had just listened to the Genesis version of that track, uh, you know, just a few episodes ago, and th- this episode's a little packed, so I decided to skip on that one. And another very specific uh, arcade memory I have is, um, and I still can't believe this was real, uh, in the shop right that is now right down the street from my house, because uh, I moved closer to the shop right we used to go to when I was a kid than I was when I grew up, uh, they remodeled that store, so obviously they don't have any arcade machines in there now, but on the sh- in the shop right, on the way out, in like this little lobby, there was uh, there were two arcade machines, and for the life of me, I can't remember what the other one was. It was some kind of racing thing, mm-hmm. but next to it was a Street Fighter Two Rainbow machine. What? Um, uh, the Street Fighter Two Rainbow was this mod mm. for Street Fighter arcade cabinets that let the characters do just completely insane things, <laughs> and I thought I had imagined it. Like I seriously thought I dreamed this up because I remembered like. Get being in the air and th- throwing like two fireballs at the same time as Ryu over and oh. over and over again, and just like turning into different characters that I was fighting against. Like it was complete insanity. We was... had one of those uh, nearby, <laughs> right? Um, I thought I made that up, and then I... years later I saw it online. Like somebody was talking about Street Fighter Rainbow. I was like, oh my god, it is real. I'm not I've, crazy. I remember very specifically Guile throwing Sonic booms that um, basically went forward. But they went up and down, too? Yes, they went horizontal, but they had a vertical (laughs) up and down. Yeah. Oh, wow. All right. I thought someone had just, like, gotten into the machine and modded it. I didn't realize that was, like, a thing. It wasn't an official thing. It was just a really common mod that went around. I still don't know the whole story to it, but it was totally a thing that many people played, apparently, which is great. That's really cool. Uh, So, yes, there is... we, We will actually hit a Street Fighter track, because... My history with Street Fighter is Super Nintendo. That's where I learned Street Fighter. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know mm-hmm. it was an arcade thing till later. Um, but oh, no, I couldn't no. resist including one track from Street Fighter. But we'll just let that dangle. <laughs> <laughs> You'll see it when you get there. <laughs> uh, so uh, let's let's get to work because we've yeah, got man. a lot. To, we've we got do. a lot we to do. cover. So this is going to be a chronological journey for me. Uh, just going through um, uh, in my history in arcades. Uh, and specifically in this, the, the sound that I remember from arcades, uh, and and just kind of running through my life in where they were and 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 going forward. So we start our magical arcade journey uh, not too long after I learned what a video game was from visiting my cousins, uh, and honestly, I, I have very few memories of this place, but. Uh, it was um, it, it, the ones that I do have are very, very burned into my head. Uh, we went on these family vacations to a place called Starlight Campground, and it was somewhere in somewhere in Pennsylvania, I think, or near Pennsylvania. Yeah, because we went there, we would camp there, and then go to Hershey Park. So it was near Hershey Park. Um, and when we were there, like we stayed in a little camper that we rented, 
and they had two pools, one of them that was like a new pool, and then an old, like, dilapidated pool you couldn't go in, but it was like all gross and overrun and it was super <laughs> cool looking. Uh, there was a mini golf course there Ooh. that um, the last the, the last thing to do to get like a, a free game at the end was you had to hit the uh, the golf ball into the eye of this clown face. Ooh. And uh, my cousins Jason and Ryan were playing, and <laughs> and I was like, uh, my game was over, so I started heading back to the campground. And like I was really little, so I only barely remember this. But um, I was heading back to the campground, and then there was just this screaming, and Ryan is bleeding everywhere because what? Jason swung his golf club back super hard, and my Aunt Kathy had him by the ear, just pounding him on the head like, what did you do? What did you do? He's like, I was trying to get into the eye, Mom. It's how I get a free game. <laughs> oh, my God. What? My ass off. Ryan was fine, but, man, that was hysterical. Uh, and there was this place where we we did ceramics, like they had ceramic things, and you'd paint them. And like I, I did a dragon, which I thought was super cool. But next door to that was where most of my memories are from. <laughs> that was and quite that the was journey. The arcade. <laughs> so right on night next to the place where you would do the, the little arts and crafts and stuff was this arcade. And I remember spending a ton of time playing Rampage in there, mm. uh, which I couldn't wait to go home and like get that for NES. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a whole other tale is my the disappointment of a uh, rampage for NES. Don't but, even uh, get me started. Um, but I loved the arcade game, but I don't sure. remember like I just I was looking it up like there's got to be some music in this game, but like there really isn't. So <laughs> Rampage not making the episode cuz I couldn't find any actual arcade music for that game. Um, I would play with this little wooden plane thing. Like, cause I was super little, so I was I wasn't even tall enough to really play most of these games. Mm-hmm. So I wound up watching my cousins play a lot of stuff. But there was one thing that I could sit on, and it was you'd put a, a quarter, a dime, or something in it, and this little wooden plane would fly around in circles, and for a few minutes, and then that would be it. And, and then you'd vomit. No, you wouldn't sit in it. You'd just watch it. It was a little toy plane. Like, it was ah. a really old style wooden toy plane on a stick and you put a quarter in or, or some sort of coin in and then you just watch it spin around for a few minutes and then land and as a tiny child I was uh, totally into this thing I really um, I really want to make fun of you and say like did you have a hoop and a stick too <laughs> jeez I probably would have enjoyed the hoop and stick <laughs> you would have I bet you would have uh, you're just that two- guy there are two pieces uh, of, of music that have stuck with me so much uh, and this was oh, this was the first arcade that I had ever been in, and uh, our first track hails from definitely the most memorable uh, of the of the two that I'm gonna call from Starlight Campground Arcade. But uh, I, I I would say it's more memorable than the second one to me. Uh, but it's just the best way to kick off the episode because it's such a good well set of tracks. Uh, this is the entire soundtrack to the game, which is what we're gonna. Some of these are going to be like single songs, and some of them are just going to be medleys of all the songs that are in the games because they're mostly like jingles and stuff. But uh, this one here is just one that stuck with me so much because I was so impressed by this machine. Uh, We're going to be listening to the soundtrack to the original Hang On. Um, 
Hang On is a, uh, a Sega motorcycle racing game. Uh, mm-hmm. The music uh, the music is by Hiroshi Kawaguchi, who is a, which is a name that you're going to hear several times throughout the course of this episode, who also wrote music for Sword of Vermilion, Afterburner, Outrun, and a couple of other songs that you'll hear during this episode. Um, the version that they had of Hang On wasn't the motorcycle one that you sat on. It was an upright machine that had a pair of handlebars on it, so you'd stand in front of it and then steer with the handlebars. And the sound in this game was unlike anything I had ever heard. Uh, That was really one of the things that stuck with me so much about arcades was I had I had played Atari 2600 and we went to this campground a couple of years in a row. And as I grew older and, and learned more about video games, I was used to Atari and Nintendo sounds. But then you'd go to the arcade and they sounded light years beyond uh, and particularly uh, some, something like this. I know most people swear by Super Hang-On, and that's the one that always gets re-released and, and all the attention, and even for its soundtrack, which is great, but never overlook the original Hang-On soundtrack because the music in this game is out of this world. So uh, this is how we're going to kick it off. One of my just really top-notch, all-time favorite pieces of arcade music. Uh, this is the soundtrack to Hang-On. Enjoy.
right there is the full soundtrack to Hang On, the arcade game. <laughs> Can't believe it only took me four minutes to listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I'm I'm like I'm like just like shaking with joy right now because uh, that that's like such an amazing nostalgic piece of my childhood <laughs> listening to that music, and it's a uh, god, it's so good, it's so good. Um, a, cu- a couple of stories, like, uh, so we would stay at this campground for a couple of days, and me being me, and me, uh, and like completely obsessed with video games, I would wake up in the morning and I would wait outside the door for the arcade to open. Like, oh. <laughs> I would go there and I just, I'd press my face against the door just waiting. And like, they wouldn't turn the machines on until like they'd open the door first and like let me, let me run in, and then they'd turn the machines on. And I loved going up to the hang on machine and with that startup screen because that was that the first chunk, the really deep bass, the doom 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 doom. I saw oh. it was amazing because you know I'd never heard anything like that coming out of a video game before. But then the racing tune, like the actual song from racing, so like I couldn't reach, I couldn't hold the handlebars and see the screen. So I'd watch my sister play, and. The sound effects in this game are also really, really incredible. The The sound of crashing in this game, like, there would be, like, you would just hear all the vehicles zooming past you with this really unique sound, uh, and the graphics were incredible, too. But the uh, just listening to that, that racing music and thinking of just how cool that tune was, and then eventually uh, finding out that Hang On was on Sega Master System and being like, oh my god, well, I need to get a Sega Master System because I've got to have this music at home because that song was just stuck in my head all the time. Uh, and then I played the Master System version. There's no music. <laughs> <laughs> the title screen is like this really, really shortened version of the racing tune. And then there's no music for the rest of the game. <laughs> I was like, oh, boo. Um, that really goofy kind of victory-sounding song, I had never heard that before I found this track that had the whole thing uh, bundled together because none of us were good enough to get that song to show up in the arcade. But the song after it, the which is um like basically the game over, Enter Your Name, uh, that was another one of those things that really just always stuck with me because it's such a very you know deep and bassy and, and unique sound. Uh, and like kind of kind of happy like hey you did good come back and put some more quarters in kind of a song you know and uh uh that one also always always really stuck with me but so matt do you have any history with uh with hang on um no i don't i think though i do remember seeing this game in the arcade uh because i mean there's there's been a lot of duplicate games where you have the bike controller you know accessory and stuff like that but i'm mm-hmm. i'm not familiar with it but I will talk about that music, though. That was some really, really good music. What year did this <laughs> game come out? Oh, boy. Let me look that up. I don't remember. So I do this thing when we play music and I'm listening to it. Uh, I guess just because like there's a not-so-secret part of me that wants to get back on stage and play in a band. And I think mm-hmm. to myself, like, how feasible is covering this song? <laughs> so I 1985. Asked, 1985. Yeah, really good um so i was four (laughs) yeah i was about four or five depending on when i must have been four or five when i was playing this for and i guess probably four or five maybe six 
I can't, I don't really remember my timeline, but I was mm-hmm. four when this game came out. So mm-hmm, yeah. Anyway, go on about covering the. Music. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. Uh, so I did that with this one. I was like, this is totally feasible. And then I'm like, I kind of want to hear like a rock metal cover of, of that middle section. Yeah. That, that middle track is fantastic. Right. The, that's 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 the whole soundtrack is that thing. The other ones are like the jingles for the startup and whatnot. That's the game and racing on a motorcycle. <laughs> to that music oh my god yeah classic seg like you know that that scrolling that seg classic sega games do like just this unbelievable awesome like mode 7 on crack kind of stuff yes. like oh mm, god i love hang on so much i'm thinking of like outrun right now and seeing- same that's the same graphics mm-hmm. that's the, the palm exact trees same just like whipping by yep. Yep, yeah. that's the, it's the same graphics uh, car, the graphics card, but it's the same sure. game engine yeah, basically meant, yeah. for that. Uh, Outrun, Hang On, Super Hang On, Space Harrier, Afterburner. Space Harrier, Afterburner. Oh, Afterburner. Those are all wow. the same uh, game engine basically. Mm-hmm. So right. uh, that is exactly what you're thinking. It's that that exact graphics, and, mm. and that's that's one that sh- would be on here if I had ever actually played. Outrun in the arcade when I was a kid, you know, none of right. the arcades I went to had Outrun, and obviously that game's got great music. Uh, same composer, obviously, um, but uh, yeah, no, that's not that's not going to be in this episode because it was not a part of my youth, unfortunately. <laughs> wow. So, so that gets a thumbs up from Matt. Oh, absolutely. That was <laughs> that was really good stuff. Uh it's one of it's definitely really high up there on favorite tracks that we're going to listen to tonight um i mean obviously there's other great stuff on here but that's so high up there what a what an amazing chunk of music but let's keep going um this is going to be a pretty hard left turn stylistically speaking sweet sweet yes so the next thing that we're going to listen to is the soundtrack to punch out in the arcade uh, this was, I can't remember if I had seen this. I feel like I saw this before I saw Mike Tyson's Punch-Out on NES. Like, I feel like I remember this being what Punch-Out was and then seeing Punch-Out on NES and thinking it was an, a neat conversion and not really piecing it together because mm-hmm. I don't think that I knew that this game was called Punch-Out because I couldn't read. <laughs> <laughs> oh, silly children. Uh, so it's super fun going back to this. Uh, now we did a punch out episode a while back, um, which was, uh, fun showing that the, uh, the, the theme song to Mike Tyson's punch out is in fact the theme song to, uh, was it the Gillette sports hour or something like that? Uh, which I never knew. I never knew that was like, I just assumed it was original music, but it's not. (laughs) Yeah. Right. So the arcade game also had that same soundtrack. Um, the arcade uh, version of Punch Out was uh, composed by Koji Kondo. Um, All and hail. The Punch Out episode was episode 38. So if you want a little bit more history on uh, Punch Out and its music, the NES Punch Out, that's a great episode to listen to because it's half Punch Out and half pro wrestling. Great NES game. Neato. But we are going to listen to the uh, relatively limited but very, very memorable soundtrack to Punch Out in the arcade. What's so awesome about this and, and um, a lot of vintage nintendo arcade and i say a lot of it's not like there's not that many mm-hmm. but so, some of uh, the old nes uh, old nintendo arcade cabinets have sound that sounds so similar to the nes but it's higher quality right it's really interesting so um what's your history with punch out in the arcade anything um I, you know i can't say that i have much if any i'm i'm, I'm i'll venture to say that i've seen it and i've seen it played but 
I don't know that it ever uh, interested me, even as a kid. And I like that even goes for Mike Tyson's Punch Out. Um, Super Punch Out, not so much. I thought Super Punch Out was kind of fun because it was, you know, the graphics were much better. It was definitely mm-hmm. like the graphics helped it uh, with its cartooniness. But um, yeah, it was never something that really, really grabbed me. So I probably, if I did see it, I probably watched a couple kids play and thought like, meh. And then, you know, went on to play, like, Narc or something. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) So I think I'm 90% sure what I remember from the arcade was uh, Super Punch-Out, actually, Mm -hmm. um, which was basically an upgrade for the existing Punch-Out cabinet. And what drew me to the Punch-Out cabinet was what drew everyone to it was not only the big cartoony graphics, but the fact that it was two screens stacked on top of each other. Like, the cabinet is just completely bonkers, and, like, wow, that's super cool. And then I had seen the Nintendo logo on it, and I recognized that even though I couldn't read. Um, And I just loved watching my cousins play it because I couldn't really reach it all that well uh, to to see what was going on. The game's hard as hell, too. Uh, But I'm pretty sure uh, that the soundtracks to Punch-Out and Super Punch-Out are exactly the same. So um, what we're going to listen to is what I just have, I know is pulled from the original Punch-Out, which I believe is the exact same for both cabinets. Uh, I could be wrong, and if I am wrong, you know, tell me about it. But uh, if not, (laughs) then uh, enjoy the wonderful and albeit limited music of Punch-Out in the arcade. Here it is. about that darn near copyright infringement there huh Ooh. do me a favor and point out which one jeez i started singing um what's that the marine corps theme from the halls of Montez, and i was like wait what well that one is the uh the gillette sports cavalcade oh okay that that explains why that's also it's it's there. so at least I think that's which one you're talking about because oh no you're thinking no. of the uh, the name entry the yes da, 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 yeah 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 that's the entering your name wow I never realized how close that one is but the other one the main title se- sequence the Gillette Sports Cavalcade thing is also pretty similar to that tune that's funny but um <laughs> but yeah it's like uh it's such perfect music for like something as American as boxing yeah. Especially, you know, made by a Japanese company. (laughs) (laughs) 
How do we make this more American? Well, we just yeah. steal their music. They did a great job, too. And I, I remember this. The reason I'm pretty sure I, it was Super Punch-Out that I played is because I remember Bear Hugger. The big bear hugger with the blue overalls that you punch in the stomach and he'd stick his tongue out at you. Um, it's always been one of my favorite sprites. Mm. I think it's amazing. But yeah, this game was up. super cool. And I mean, there's not a ton to say about the music that, you know, I didn't already say in the old one. It's fun to hearing the tunes that are the same as in like Mike Tyson's Punch Out, but just a tiny bit different. Um, but it's neat stuff. Yeah, I'm, I'm right with you. You, you kind of said it best. There's not much you know to talk about there but yeah good it's just good music though classic uh very classic nostalgia fueled stuff all right so that's gonna wrap up starlight campground uh the next two we're gonna listen to are uh arcade machines that i know i was familiar with in some way because i remember the, <laughs> the specific arcade sounds but i have no idea where i played them this... and that would be uh donkey kong and donkey kong jr um, mm. Because I know I had played them on an ES and on Atari, and then um, I remember in—I very specifically remember being so impressed with the NES one after having played the arcade one. Like I think I played NES first, and then I somewhere somehow played the arcade versions of these games, and was really impressed with how close the NES one was to the arcade sounds, but also being really fascinated by the sounds of both of these machines because of how strangely muted they are. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it's such a unique sound coming out of Donkey Kong, Donkey Kong Jr., and uh, eventually Mario Brothers as well. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to listen to a, a pair of medleys. We'll listen to Donkey Kong first, and then we'll, we'll uh, talk about that. Then we'll move on to DK Jr. Um, but these are uh, both of these machines were composed by Yukio Kanioka, uh, who is, you've probably heard the name on the show before, who worked on a bunch of the Black Box NES games, uh, as well as the arcade Popeye, uh, and, you know, Donkey Kong DK Jr. and Yukio Kanioka. Um, so these are, you know, again, relatively short tracks because they're just medleys of the music from, uh, these small arcade games, but they're absolute classics in every conceivable way. So, uh, let's fire up first Donkey Kong from the arcade. Enjoy. That's all of Donkey Kong. I remember playing these machines and like thinking, I can't wait till someday I could actually play this in my house because I want to hear what this music sounds like not muted because it sounds so like stuffy, right? Yeah, there's that's no life just to the it. way they sound. It's not like some. I figured it was defective speakers for all the machines that I had played, but no, <laughs> that's just the way these games sound, which is so freaking weird. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Um, what about you? Any cl classic arcade Donkey Kong memories? <laughs> um, 
You know, it's funny. You, I may, I talked about that memory up front about the big arcade and Nathan's, but now as we're going through each episode, uh, or rather each track, more and more things are popping up in my head where I was playing arcade machines in my neighborhood. Now that I really think back, there was a pizzeria that had like two or three machines that over time they would rotate them out. Either they would sell them or trade them or whatever. There was a, a bodega down the block that used to have like Pac-Man in it forever. Nice. Um, down the way now, it's a doctor's office, but that's where I used to play the, the, the modded Street Fighter and other games too. And then of course, like over the years, like when roller rinks were a thing, I was too afraid to skate, so I would just be in be in the little arcade <laughs> God, area. Me too. Uh, That's where I first played Street Fighter One and Rygar. <laughs> I, I, the, the the skate key in my area is the first place I played APP. Oh, wow. and I love you can. For the record, if it's the actual official stand up machine with the wheel and the gas pedal, you cannot play it wearing roller skates. Just FYI. <laughs> <laughs> it it makes for a very awkward uh, situation, but um, I do have some Donkey Kong memories. I, I remember playing it as a kid and thinking like, "Oh man, this is like, this is the one." And you said Mario Brothers, um, which to this day is one of my favorite um, kind of like old school arcade, and even oh, the me too, even the home version. I love playing that game. There's just something like it's so simple. But there's something so great about it, and that was in the pizzeria that was across the street from my grammar school. So nice. you know, like the minute we got out of grammar school, we had pocket full of cores. We just went in there, and he was just like, "Oh man, here they come again." <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, well, Donkey Kong was always this kind of legendary thing to me. When I finally found the machine, I really wish I could remember where or any context of it. But like. I found out that Donkey Kong was released in 1981, which was the year I was born. So I have mm-hmm. this like super fun connection with Donkey Kong. I'm like, oh, we both came out the same year. We're the same age. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's how I feel about The Shining. Side note: it was released. <laughs> it was released in 1980. Stanley Kubrick's The Shining, and I'm like, yep, that was uh, that was me. That was all me. That and Airplane. Oh, like classic. Like if that doesn't <laughs> explain my personality in two movies, <laughs> I don't know what will. Uh, all work well, and no I have, play. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say it's all work and no play, and then yeah. of course I've got a drinking problem. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Well, Donkey Kong Junior. I have way less of a connection to uh, arcade wise, but Same. it's a similar situation. Like I did find it in the arcade and was very fascinated by its existence, um, having played so much of the NES version. So. Um, and these sounds also really stuck with me because Donkey Kong Jr. has really, really catchy little uh, little uh, ditties in it. Mm-hmm. Pun very much intended. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so here is the music to Donkey Kong Jr. Arcade. Enjoy.
is Donkey Kong Jr. I wonder if you felt the same way I did. When I was a kid and I had an Atari, I got Pac-Man Jr. Yes! And I remember thinking, like, the hell? This ain't Pac-Man. <laughs> and then it was like, wait, he had a kid? Because I didn't know Miss Pac-Man existed, I think. I was like, huh? <laughs> so even as, even as like, a single-digit aged child, I was like, wait a second. <laughs> How do Pac-Man reproduce? Oh, that, listen, when when a mama Pac-Man and a daddy Pac-Man love one another. <laughs> they have a little heart shows up over their head, and then the baby gets delivered by the stork. They showed the whole thing in the original Pac-Man. See? We know what we're talking about. <laughs> you come for the music, you stay for the life lessons. That's right. <laughs> I I don't have a ton to say about this other no. than um, uh, it's... I, I really like a lot of those little tunes, and uh, I like in Donkey Kong Country Returns for the Wii. Uh, there's a if you get all the the secret stuff, you open up a special final bonus level, and the bonus level is a really really cool medley of all these songs from DK Junior. Nice, is awesome. yeah. I like when games do that. They kind of like recognize their uh, I don't know their lineage. Yeah, you know. And- oh God, Re- Donkey Kong Country Returns did that a couple of times in really, really obscure ways. Um, the uh, um, one of the stages in the background has a giant, uh, like, statue of Donkey Kong in the background, but it's a statue of him holding up a sign, and uh, it's like the arcade sprite of Donkey Kong, mm-hmm. but it's not. It's this very specific sprite of Donkey Kong holding up a sign from Donkey Kong Junior Math for NES. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> super deep cut it's like wow that is you guys rule <laughs> that's very deep wow and i'm a nerd for recognizing it so. uh, you know if the shoe fits well uh we're back uh, from from now on we're all back to music that i know where i know it from so uh <laughs> the next track we're gonna stay with donkey kong uh and that comes to us from the smithville recreation center so I grew up in a town called Smithville, New Jersey, and there was a rec center that we would go to and play with our friends. Uh, since we lived in Smithville, we could go there and go swim in the pool, and they had a small arcade room. Um, one of the things they had in this arcade room was Afterburner, mm. which uh, you would think would make me remember Afterburner music super well, but the sound didn't work in that arcade cabinet. <laughs> so I got to play Afterburner, but I didn't get to hear it until years later. Um, but the song, the, the the sounds from that particular little mini arcade that really stick with me are uh, from uh, one uh, Donkey Kong Three, which is the first one we're going to be listening to here. Which is a game that I was kind of surprised even existed because I hadn't seen it on NES uh, until after I had seen this arcade cabinet, and I was like, "What the heck is this? <laughs> There's a Donkey Kong Three? And Mario's not in it, and it's about spraying him in the crotch with bug spray. This is oh, a strange game. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which, I mean, it's a kind of a fun game. I can very <laughs> clearly understand why it didn't catch on the way Donkey Kong and Donkey Kong Jr. did, because it's not a great game. Um, but it is a very memorable one for me. Uh it's got a weird weird chunk of music in it, but the music is by Hirokazu Tanaka, one of my all-time favorites. Um, Balloon Fight, Metroid, Kid Icarus, etc. Uh, so let's go ahead and give it a listen to it. In case you've never actually heard the music of Donkey Kong 3 in the arcade, you're about to. Enjoy. Enjoy. <laughs> 
go. <laughs> wow, that last piece was so great. That's a. Have you played Donkey Kong Three before? Ah, uh, it's a big no. So that last piece. So you're in um you're in a greenhouse and you are Stanley the Bugman and you're trying to keep Donkey Kong <gasps> and a bunch of bugs away from your plants. That's a lie. I have played this, but <laughs> I haven't played it in the arcade. I don't. I don't mean uh, to derail you, but this is a really weird story. So. <laughs> I so at my job there used to be this director who was the head of the department that I worked for, and you know he had money, and uh, for the uh, employee dining room he had purchased like a repro of like one of those sit down table games, and it had like fifteen twenty games in it. You know, it was an emulator with an HD screen or whatever. Um, they eventually brought it back up because the employees didn't know how to care for it. He got it, like, re reserviced, and then he just left it in our offices. So for, like, the first two or three weeks, all we were doing was playing this game. And then, you know, eventually it wears off. But I now remember playing Donkey Kong 3. Because I remember seeing it going, wait, what? Donkey Kong 3? And then I remember <laughs> thinking, like, what is happening right now? It's super weird, and that last song is when you die in the game. You know, right. Stanley gets hit, and then all the bugs swarm him and steal his body away. And it's like, <laughs> what the? This game is dark. <laughs> they they they're bringing them to they're bringing Stanley to sacrifice to their bug god, Donkey Kong. <laughs> what is Donkey Kong doing there? <laughs> this game I, is so weird. I don't even know. Oh, I love it. I love it. All right, let's move on to, to, to greener pastures. Uh, th this other one that we'll be listening to from the Smithville Recreation Center is, of course, Mario Brothers, one of my absolute all-time favorite arcade machines. And uh, as we've learned, mine too. Indeed. And the sound is a big part of it. I've always loved the way this, this arcade machine sounds. Just love it to death. Uh, there's not much music in it. It's, it's super short. Uh, but the stuff that's there is incredibly memorable, and I'll always love this game um, as just being this real surprise of like, oh my god, I didn't know Super Mario Brothers was a sequel. I just thought it was Super Mario Brothers. No, no, it's Super Mario Brothers. It's the sequel to Mario Brothers. Amazing. Blew my little mind as a kid. Uh, so here we go. Uh, Mario Brothers Arcade. Enjoy. more of that really muted sound <laughs> it's so weird it's yeah there's no like life treble. to it treble yeah that too <laughs> but yeah there's no life to it it just like it sounds like it's in like a plastic cup or something yeah like you're listening to it through something and i always figured when i got it home i'd hear that it sounded better than that uh but then it finally just what two years ago was first re the arcade version was officially released on the switch mm -hmm. uh through the arcade archives and i bought it immediately and it was like nope that's the sound that's just the way it sounds same with donkey kong that's just the way they sound um but it's still always be one of those things that i remember so distinctly especially the sound of them walking you got a little glimpse of that in that little uh 
stage demo thing. I think the second piece of music that played with the the weird little tweeps, little sound effects that happened. Right. They had that really loud, crystal clear, crisp walking sound, uh, which they obviously didn't apply to the music. But uh, <laughs> I, uh, I love the sound effects in this one, man. And when I, I remember asking my mom over and over again, like, please, I need to get Mario Brothers for Nintendo. She'd be like, you have Mario Brothers. Like, no, no, I have Super Mario Brothers. There's a Mario Brothers. There's a Mario Brothers 2. It's like, you have Super Mario Brothers 2. Like, no, 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 there's I a mean, Mario <laughs> Brothers as well. It's the original Mario Brothers. They got to get it. And then we finally got it, and I brought it home. And I can't believe that's one of the few boxes that I lost from NES games because that Ooh. one's, like, hard to find. But I still have my game and an instruction manual, just the box. Must have gotten crushed and thrown away at some point. But um, I remember being, like, excited and hugely disappointed by the uh, the NES conversion. Because the game, it was a, it played great. It was a really, really great conversion to the arcade. Except the one thing that I really wanted that made me laugh so hard about the uh, Mario Brothers arcade was the animation of hitting the turtles upside down. Yes, in the arcade, you'd hit them upside down, they'd crawl out of the shell, kick it, and then crawl back in. <laughs> that wasn't in the NES version, and that, like, broke my little heart. I was like, oh, man, the whole thing I wanted was for the turtles, and it's not there. But, oh, well, I still have the game, so. Ah, good times. Mm. Yeah, and, and, you know, really quickly on the on the concept of home conversions, going back to Rampage and, and the Mario Brothers game... There were quite a few disappointments in my childhood, too. You know, you play a game in the arcade, and you're like, oh, yeah. And then you grab it for the home entertainment system, and you're like, oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) And it it was, you know, and, you know, as a kid, you know, $60 is a lot, especially to ask your parents for. And then you Mm -hmm. bring it home, and I don't know about you, but I definitely was like, damn, I can't say I hate this game. So I'd have to, like... Like no, it's great. I love it. <laughs> yeah, oh, it's wonderful. But the ups- the yeah. upside is like my mom didn't know the difference of what game I was playing, so you know we could coll- it could collect dust and it wouldn't have mattered. But uh, see, I had a couple of reverses of that. Um, mm. I was a huge fan of Rygar for NES. Love Rygar on NES. Years later, I came across a Rygar in a roller skating rink, an arcade machine. Be like, oh wow, okay. I didn't even I I, I just assumed that was just some. BS they put on the box saying that it was an arcade hit, but mm-hmm. no, it really is an arcade game. Look at this. This ain't good. <laughs> I plugged my quarter and was like, oh, this is a, this is just a little action game. Like, it's all right, but were that's you, not really a... Were you just used to the home edition, or did you legit... Well, the home edition is a big, like, expanded adventure. Like, it's a totally different game. Mm-hmm. You know, so there's, like, these overhead stages, and there's all this exploratory stuff, and, you know, the arcade game is just, like, left to right, kill bad guys, and, and rack up points kind of a thing. Right. Uh, so it's really far more simplistic. So that was kind of a, a step back. Um, a similar, similar thing with me in Double Dragon. Yes. Uh, I played the heck out of the NES Double Dragon, and um, there was always like uh, arguments with my uh, friend down the street who had the Master System version. Like, well, my version's better because it's close to the arcade. You can play two players at the same time. And I'm like, yeah, but my game has this cool like level up system and whatnot. And it's only a single player, but it it controls really sharp. And it's it, I don't know, I like it. The music's better too. And then I finally found the arcade version. I was like, oh, my God, I can't wait to actually play the arcade version because, you know, I had heard the mash system was better because it was close to the arcade. And then I played the arcade one and like the sound was good. Um, it was the same music, but, it, you know, it, it 
I liked the NES music version better, mm-hmm. uh, I guess. And it was so slow. I was not prepared for just how slow the arcade Double Dragon is right. uh, by comparison. But, you know, it's still... Unlike, I, I didn't really like Rygar Arcade. I really liked Double Dragon Arcade. It, just, it was kind of taken aback by it. But mm. Okay. And, of course, that was the same place I played Street Fighter 1. It was just like, huh. <laughs> oh, Street I'm, Fighter 1 is... Yeah. <laughs> How did we get from one to two? Huh? That's, that's a heck of a heck of a leap. But right, yeah, exactly. Anyways, uh, let let's get to some really fun stuff now. Let's get to this the the part where I was really old enough to play arcade games. Um, this was probably around this a uh, little a few years after the Smithville Rec Center when I started hanging out in malls. Whoa, like any any New Jersey kid would. And we had Spaceport and Spaceport Two. Uh, Spaceport was in the Hamilton Mall and Space Spaceport no Spaceport was in the Shore Mall which is no longer there uh, and Spaceport 2 was in the Hamilton Mall which is still there not the arcade the mm-hmm. mall the Shore Mall is actually just gone now <laughs> the Shore Mall was the dirt mall um, in these arcades I played uh, I, I got my hands on the wonderful classic quarter muncher arcade beat-em-ups Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Aww. X-Men those are like, I feel like if you're of our age, you're of a certain age, those are your quintessential go-tos, that and The Simpsons, because it was yeah. multiplayer on such a whole other level. Absolutely. And all three of these machines, I played a ton of. of I course. didn't include any Simpsons music because I don't remember the music in Simpsons as well as I do these other two. Right. Like, the music in Ninja Turtles and X-Men really got me. What got me in The Simpsons were the voices and the sound effects. Like, yes. I just, I can't pull any tunes from The Simpsons arcade game out of my mind. I can pull tunes out of Ninja Turtles and X-Men, definitely. Um, Ninja Turtles, well, we're going to start with. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles uh, was by, did I mention that Mario Brothers was by Yukio Kaneoka? I think I yes, did earlier did. in the episode, but anyway. So, anyway, uh, Ninja Turtles. We're going to be only listening to a single song because there's lots of songs in it. So this is more of a traditional thing. We're going to be listening to uh, the song that I remember the, the most besides the boss music uh, was the scene one, stage one music called Fire, uh, which was when you go into the building and it's all on fire and you're rescuing April and it looks like the cartoon. Right. Because we had played the NES game oh. and then you go to the arcade and you're like, what is this? <laughs> this is so much better. And then, God, remember when the NES conversion came out of Turtles the Arcade Game? Oh, God, yes, I do. I mean, I loved it. It was like, okay, this is a step back, but still, this is pretty impressive given what the NES is. You know, this is a pretty decent port. It was only two-player, but still, they added a couple extra levels and bosses, and that was, was, I was very happy with that that conversion, but it had nothing on the arcade game. Not at all. So this music is by Kaizu Nakamura, uh, a uh, Konami person, as this is a Konami game. Also worked on stuff like Rondo of Blood and Snatcher. Woo! Uh, and this is uh, some some pretty darn classic music. So strap yourselves in for stage one. Sorry, scene one, stage one. Fire! From Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the arcade game. Enjoy.
transition to the next room. And there's April by her desk. And then Rocksteady comes out of that little drill thing. I'm going to squish you, Toidles. And then the boss music starts up. Man, I love this thing. <laughs> I love this game to death. I swear, anybody listening to this that did not say Heroes on a Half Shell, Turtle Power, you're, <laughs> you're just lying. You said it because I said it and Chris said it and you said it's, it. Yep. Just right there in my head. <laughs> oh, what a great song, huh? But it's it's not even like this is the most amazing piece of music. It's no. just the most perfect piece of music for that time, for that level. Like mm-hmm. it's just here's this really upbeat, intense and has all these callbacks to the cartoon music, mm-hmm. you know? It just has all those little bits coming right into it that makes you feel like you're playing the cartoon and unlike in the cartoon you were beating up things with your weapons you were swinging yeah. your swords and beating up the foot soldiers which is something they never did in the cartoon oh uh, you know oh. it was a different time <laughs> whatever that means yeah well, I don't know anyway love this game love this game and I absolutely had to incorporate I had to include some music from this because this this was the first one of those Konami beat-em-ups, you know? Mm-hmm. And this just changed my everything. I had never... You know, Double Dragon was one thing, but this was something else entirely, you know? This was playing as the Ninja Turtles. It looked like the cartoons. It was so much fun. The sounds were great. The music was great. It was just... Oh, so good. TMNT, this one is absolutely a Nathan's game because it was the only place big enough to house it that the Simpsons <laughs> and especially the behemoth that was the X-Men game. Oh, yeah. Man, but I'm okay. So, <laughs> so I'm a small adult. I'm like 5'7 at best, like on a good day, right? So you can only imagine that I was like a tiny child. <laughs> I was always at the front of the line when we lined up size order every year. <laughs> Didn't matter. If we did it in high school, I probably would have been at the front of the line. But um, I remember very distinctly playing like the X-Men and definitely TMNT, like standing on a milk crate. Like nice. there were these um, older gentlemen who had like um, coin dispensers on like their belt. Yep, 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 yep. Uh-huh. And so you'd go to them or the machine and, uh, you know, if you were a short kid, you'd be like, hey, can I? And they're like, sure. And they'd go get you like a milk crate and they'll like, be careful. You know, and then you're over there <laughs> kicking ass on a on a milk crate. So, very distinct Classic. memory. Yeah, very distinct nice. memory. Yeah, this was definitely in um, both spaceports, uh, the Hamilton and the Shore Malls. And then I also stood on some kind of stool to get there. And they also had, you know, the the, the quartermasters with the the belt things and those arcades. And oh god, I just I I would always ask anytime we went to the mall, I need to go to the arcade and play Ninja Turtles. I need to go play Ninja <laughs> Turtles. Please, please, please. And that was my obsession for a while, until X-Men. Yeah. Now, uh, I did not have any comic book shops near me, so I never got into comic books. I learned about X-Men from the action figures Mm. uh, and the trading cards. So I got the Uh, X-Men trading cards, and then I started collecting all the action figures, and I was just totally in love with these these characters. And then I found out about the X-Men arcade machine. Uh, which the with the two screens, which was amazing. Yep. And that led me to Pride of the X Men, which then led me to the '90s uh, X Men cartoon, and then, you know, eventually comics and never a never ending love. But this arcade game, 
Oh boy, and like I didn't know that it was made by the same, you know, effectively the same people who did Ninja Turtles. Mm-hmm. I just thought it was like, well, all right, cool. It's like Ninja Turtles, but it's X Men, and this is great. Like Wolverine's shooting lasers out of his claws. I didn't know he couldn't do that. <laughs> What's Colossus doing? Oh, I don't know what that is, but it's awesome. You know, Dude, Nightcrawler that... turns into a laser. I don't know what he's doing. <laughs> it's it's great. That Colossus power sound always made me laugh. And you could hear it everywhere in the arcade. Yes, if it was any, the anywhere you were. Thing. It, it cut through everything. Everything. Oh, oh my! So the, the, every sound, every music, everything could be turned up in that mm-hmm. whole arcade, especially in Nathan's. And you'd be on the other side, and you just hear. <laughs> <laughs> my. F- oh, let's get into the song, and then we'll talk. Yeah. So uh, the song that I've chosen is really, I feel, the only song you can choose from this game. Uh, it is the level two theme, Junk Factory. <laughs> and uh, if you remember this game, this is the song where they just keep saying X over and over again. <laughs> Which I always thought was hilarious. Even as a kid thinking, this is the coolest game in the world. This music is stupid. <laughs> <laughs> and I love it because it is so stupid. Uh, so this actually had a sound team. Uh, the names I found associated with this game's soundtrack were Yuji Takenouchi, Takenouchi uh, worked on stuff like Quarth, Metal Gear 2, and various Souls games, like, you know, the Souls series, Demon Souls and whatnot. Uh, Junya Nakano worked on Tobol Number 1 and Final Fantasy X. Uh, Ayako Nishigaki, again, blanket apologies. Uh, that's <laughs> Zen the Intergalactic Ninja and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Tournament Fighters, the NES version. So, hmm. good times. Uh, I don't know who worked on this song specifically. I would assume it takes a team to write a song this cool. <laughs> 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 so, hey, uh, let's give it a listen. Now, I, I I was trying to track down specifically the arcade soundtrack because this game was re-released on like Xbox Live Arcade, yes. and I believe they changed some of the music. I am 90% sure what I have here is the original arcade version. Um, please, if I'm wrong, let me know, but I think this is the actual arcade one because it, it has all the, all the X's, you know? <laughs> and there's a lot of X's. So let's jump in. Here is Junk Factory Level 2 from X-Men the Arcade Game. Enjoy! X-Men!
get it. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> oh, my God. It's so ridiculous. I love it so much. <laughs> uh, everything. The, the the orchestra hits. The the the, the record, record scratch. scratch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and that's the I. That's what stuck with me. As a kid, being like, come on, kid in the 90s, this was the raddest stuff around. Like, <laughs> oh my god, this is so good. <laughs> <laughs> I think we've lost him. I'd like to thank you once again for joining us on the Wave Back podcast. I'm Matt, that's Chris. Um, it's been great. I, I just, I just want to quote Roger Rabbit. You know what happens when you can't stop laughing? You're going to end up dead like your idiot cousins, the hyenas. <laughs> one of these days, you're going to die laughing. Uh, love that movie. Uh, one of the best. Love that movie. One of the best. Really is. But uh, And so is this music. <laughs> but X-Men Arcade, huh? Uh, no. X, 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 X. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of things that come to mind when I hear this song. Um, obviously, the memories of playing X-Men, the arcade. There was mm-hmm. something so amazing about having a full game of six players. Oh my god, right? Oh, wow. And have a whole team of X-Men in this stage in particular because this was the freaking factory you kept going down the elevator, the escalators and mm-hmm. the elevators. And like all the the flames that would come out of the ground and you're still beating up the robots cuz beating up the little mini sentinel robots was the coolest cuz their little pieces would fly off and everything. And right. You'd knock them down and you'd like jump on top of them or if you're Wolverine you'd be like stabbing them and stuff on the ground and then they'd blow up and then you'd fight Pyro at the end and he's like shooting the giant fireballs all over the place. Oh. God, this game is amazing. But listening to the music gave me so many like just so many strange thoughts. First things first, you were, you made the joke about saying, like, they say X like a thousand times. And I was like, well, it can't be as bad as uh, White Zombies, Astro Creep 2000, with how many times Rob Zombie said, yeah, they clocked it at like 92 or something. It's, <laughs> it's just as outrageous. Um, <laughs> next, next order of business, there's a part where the music goes, all I could think is now I just thought of something else. The first thing I thought was that sounds like uh, "Breathe" by Prodigy, so mm-hmm. wouldn't be surprised if they were influenced by this uh, electro techno hodgepodge. And then the next thing I just thought of was uh, Flashman stage. If Flashman not. stage, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which you know, it all comes back to Flashman stage. But no, it always does. They, there's nothing more '90s than this song. <sighs> yeah. This is so early 90s. This is like, uh, it's, it is such a time capsule yeah. oh, of awesomeness. It is uh. completely rad. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's brick f- cell phone gray slate <laughs> Zach Morris having rad. Mm-hmm. It, it is awesome, and as it is awesome in the way that it is like, it inspires awe as you just <laughs> look at it like, wow. <laughs> that was something. You, cannot help but be at least somewhat impressed (laughs) 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 love it or hate it you've got to be at least somewhat impressed yeah 
Oh boy! It, All right, let us let us move on to probably what I could would consider to be the most interesting part of the night, and the arcade that I spent the most time in. Mm. At a certain point, we, me and my cousins and, and aunts and uncles, we we stopped going to vacation uh, around uh, Cherry Stone, not uh, around um, Starlight to go to. Hershey Park, we started going to a place called Cherrystone Campground, uh, which was uh, so that we could go to Bush Gardens. And we'd go there, and we wouldn't just spend a weekend like we did at Starlight. We spent a week there. Nice. And we would just stay at this campground, and they had a cool mini-golf course, no clown. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> No bleeding cousins. Yeah, no bleeding. Well, some bleeding cousins, but for different reasons. Uh, <laughs> oh, we were kids. <laughs> and uh, But this place had an, like... Had it also had an arcade, and it was where I experienced a lot of really cool things for the first time. This was the first place I ever played a Neo Geo because uh, they had the Neo Geo cabinet in there, and I experienced some of the you know the stuff like uh, I think I played a King of Fighters, I played a um, a Samurai Showdown, uh, King of the Monsters. One of my favorites, King of the Monsters. King, Love King, King of, the of the Monsters is to this day still one of my favorite games. What a great game, right? Absolutely. I lo- I got the Super Nintendo port of that, which was surprisingly solid, uh, all things considered. Um, but yeah, so uh, there was a lot of cool stuff at the, at the Cherry, Stone, Cherry Stone Campground. Um, but there were four things in particular that sound-wise really stuck out to me. Uh, first, The first one that we're going to listen to is... I will never, ever forget this the sound of this. I, it was our first day there one year. Um, was must have been the year this came out. Uh, I walked into the arcade, just couldn't wait to see what they had new, and also hoping that they still had a couple of things, older things that I still liked. And um, it was like in this separate room behind where the cafe was. So there was like this cafe, and you'd get like some really, really crappy food, and then you'd go into the <laughs> back, and there's the arcade. And... Everyone in the corner was crowded around this machine. Like, there was just a huge crowd around this machine. And these incredibly loud, like, screaming noises and banging noises. And I was like, what is happening over there? That sounds amazing. And I walked into the corner, and I saw the words Mortal Kombat. Ugh. Real big. And I was like, what is this? Those people look real. What is mm-hmm. this? And there's blood shooting everywhere. And I mean, a crowd of kids that I could barely see past. But when I saw the screen and I saw the first thing I saw was somebody getting the crap kicked out of him by Goro. Mm. And that was the loud banging noise where he'd pick you up with his bottoms arm, bottom arms and just yep. pound the crap out of you. And like, I was like, <laughs> what is this? <laughs> this is amazing. And, um, so it, to pick one track from this was actually pretty easy for me because I feel like, I mean, this game really does have a better music than I think it gets credit for because mm-hmm. you just, who's really paying attention to the background music in this game? Also true. But um, uh, the song that sticks with me, if I think Mortal Kombat and music, uh, first I'm thinking of the thing for the movie, you know, the Mortal oh, Kombat, yeah. of course. But if I'm thinking the arcade game, I'm thinking of the song in the beginning, which is the character select screen. Mm. Which is just such a memorable tune. Um, this uh, music is done by Dan Forden, uh, who also did various other Mortal Kombat games, and uh, Arch Rivals, also from Midway. Ooh, Arch Rivals! Good one. Man, <laughs> this is turning out to be quite an episode, <laughs> right? Yeah. 
So uh, we're going to listen to In the Beginning, which is the character select screen from Mortal Kombat, and to, to my ears, the most memorable tune in the game. Great piece of music. Let's give it a listen. Enjoy. So who did you pick? Scorpion, always. Oh, same here. Always. <laughs> I eventually learned everybody, but Scorpion yeah. was my go-to guy because I saw my the first time I saw my cousin get his hands on it because like we went in there together and then my cousin Jason was playing it and somebody told him how to do the spear. Oh and god, I it's like over. Saw him throw the spear and it's like get over here. It's like <gasps> what? I want to do that. Street Fighter Two, and then there's just buckets of blood shooting out all over the place, and it's hilarious. Oh yeah, it is so. That was one of the things that people think in this game made people violent and whatnot. And I'm looking at it like seriously, this is hysterical. There's nothing even remotely realistic about this. No, not even a little bit. <laughs> What am I going to do? Throw a roped spear into somebody's chest and pull over? What am I going to do? Punch someone's head off? <laughs> Take off my face and burn them? Like, no, no. Somehow, this is ridiculous. Somehow magically detach their spine from the rest of their body <laughs> in this perfect, you know, <laughs> work of oh, art. I love it. I love it. Man, I had so much fun with this game in that arcade. Oh, yeah. And then, it, then the machine started showing up other places where I, back where I came home. Uh, there was a sh- showed up in our local uh, supermarket in, in Smithville that's that closed down. But um, there was a smaller supermarket there called Shop and Bag, and I would go in there and they'd have a Mortal Kombat machine. I'd play it there, and, and my my mom was just like, "Isn't this the game that everyone says is like way too violent?" I'm like, "Mom, have you seen this? It is absolutely hilarious." And I showed her the blood, and she's like, "That's ridiculous." I'm like, "Of course it is. This isn't even kind of realistic." <laughs> I like that you're having like <laughs> rational conversations with your mom at a fairly young age. She was like, she, she, I, I, I really, really appreciate my parents, man. I, I, I really do. And my mom was like, you know, that she, she was over. I was like, well, you know, the difference between reality and violence. I'm like, no, seriously, mom, look at this. There is no confusing this reality. <laughs> 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 oh my god, and knocking people off the pit, and then mm. all the. The, the rumors that surrounded this game, like, oh my god, the the, the, the letter that somebody sent into EGM with Ermac. Ermac, like, oh, oh my god. There's a red ninja named Ermac, and it's like this weird glitch. Oh my god, this game is so cool, and finding Reptile, and... Smoke. <sighs> uh, Smoke was MK2. Was he? Yeah. But he... Reptile was the hidden one. A double flawless with fatality on the pit got you to, uh, got you to, to, to Reptile. And then in MK2, you had Smoke and Jade. They were hiding in the, the woods. Yes. And they would poke right. their heads out from behind the trees and stuff. And, mm-hmm. <laughs> love, love, love. I loved the first. Um, I loved Mortal Kombat 1 and 2. And then I liked Mortal Kombat 3. And then I really appreciated the ultimate Mortal Kombat 3, the apology uh, for Mortal Kombat 3. I thought that came out really great. 
loved those games. And then I just kind of fell off after that. Once it went 3D and wasn't, you know, the just pictures of people anymore, I just kind of fell off. But boy, I was a huge fan. I was all into the mythology of it. I loved the story. I loved the movie. I loved it so much. Uh, with the exception of the movie, I was the exact polar opposite. Uh, I, I didn't care for Mortal Kombat that much. I was a Street Fighter guy. I was really into Street Fighter. And I felt you know the what? same way. Me too. <laughs> what are you going to do? <laughs> but we'll talk about Street Fighter when we get to it. But yeah, I was also super into Street Fighter. And I remember there being this whole, like, which one's better, Mortal Kombat or Street Fighter? I'm like, geez, I don't know. I play them both. They're both great, you know? Like, I, obviously, Street Fighter is the better fighting game. Like, mm-hmm. Mortal Kombat is far more simplistic. But I remember when I got the home conversion, I was fine with the Super Nintendo one. Because... Yes my guy was scorpion the game played better than the genesis one Mm -hmm. so the genesis one had the blood but like okay i honestly thought the uh the the compromised fatality for sub-zero where he shatters you after putting you in ice i thought that was cooler than the the spinal cords rip Mm -hmm. um and my fatality was fine scorpion still burned it looked exactly like the arcade so yeah i was good and i wasn't playing it for the blood i actually at that point was just playing it because i thought it was a really fun fighting game Mm -hmm. and i I just liked the look of everything so the sweat didn't really bother me too much right yeah in retrospect it's like kind of ridiculous but of course at the same time the whole thing's ridiculous and then you know the super nintendo version of mortal kombat 2 was just was no contest like that had all the blood and the fatalities was infinitely better than the the genesis one but um i do understand why people like the genesis one better because most people played that game because of the blood and yeah i was one of those jokers it was just like i just think mortal kombat's neat (laughs) (laughs) i could totally see you saying that too oh such a dork still am but (laughs) good time i was one too you know i used to be one i still am but i used to be one too (laughs) so yeah mortal kombat really one of those uh seminal arcade experiences for me uh i will never ever forget that now on the other side of the spectrum was something that i discovered uh after having played a lot of it on nes Mm -hmm. and i played a decent amount of this on nes and thought this game's pretty cool and it's got kind of a catchy tune but I don't know. It's all right. We're talking about Paperboy. Mm. What I didn't realize was just how much I was missing by playing the NES version. Yep. The NES port is taken in a vacuum, a relatively fun game with a a funny premise. You know, if you're old enough to remember what a Paperboy is. Mm, Yeah. The arcade game, though, when I finally played that was like, oh, now I get why this game's a big deal because it's amazing. So the arcade version of Paperboy uh, not only had like that the the handlebars, mm-hmm. you know, you like tilt them forward and backward and push the button to throw the papers, but the music was on a whole different level because the NES version of the Paperboy theme is there's no percussion; it's just like this really really basic bleep and bloop version of this song. <laughs> and when I heard the arcade version kick in with the cowbell lost my mind i was like oh this song is amazing so we're gonna listen to the paperboy theme from hal cannon and earl vickers uh hal cannon who worked on um uh, gauntlet and tubin earl vickers worked on stuff like road blasters and pit fighter um this song rules (laughs) it's one of my all-time favorite pieces of arcade music one of my favorite pieces of video game music in general this song just absolutely tears it Uh, So let's give it a listen. Here is the Paperboy theme. Tap those toes. Enjoy.
So, Paperboy theme, huh? <laughs> so, the only thing I could think was, this is like a stoner rock fever dream. <laughs> I'm a huge fan of stoner rock music. Things like Caius and, and Green Goblin and stuff like that. Or Hobgoblin. Anyway, I'm. but <laughs> that cowbell is very interesting, and it reminds me of a couple of stoner rock tunes. But, like, it oh, it's like night and day. Because... I'm a huge Paperboy fan on Nintendo, and I I think I'm... Was there a Paperboy arcade game without the handlebars, or did they solely manufacture them with the handlebars? I've never seen one without the handlebars, but I'm that's, no expert. That's I had a feeling, because I don't think I have either, and I, I feel like... No, I know I've never played it. So, anyway, I don't have the experience but the music is definitely night and day because i used to play the hell out of uh paperboy <laughs> on the nes so good though it is it is a really fun game but man <laughs> when i heard this music <laughs> it's just like whoa because I, I it's a catchy tune on nes but like when you add the 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 drums like just the funk on top of this like Dang, this is awesome. Oh, yeah, and there's so much going on with the drums, too. Yeah, there really is. Like, there's, like... And, and of course, uh, they're using, like, spatial placements, so there's, like, drum rolls going from right to left. Uh-huh. There's some cymbals being played on the right side and then a little on the left side. It's, like, mm-hmm. ooh, doggy. The bass line is just... Mm-hmm. just what a good bass line. Yeah. And then the, the 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 keyboard solo toward the end where it's like it's all over the place. It's it's such a fun fun song. And I I was like, you know, I loved the NES one, but then I played the arcade one. And I was like, well, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, again, a very night and day kind of uh experience. Yeah, it's it's baffling to me that they didn't even try to reproduce any of the percussion for the NES game because it's such a huge part of the soundtrack. This game is so heavily influ like the, the not influenced, but the uh, the song is so percussion heavy, and then to have the version on the NES have no percussion, it's like, what were they thinking? What a strange route to go. Yeah, I I, I don't know. Maybe they, it was just too much for it to handle or i don't know i i don't either but it's getting late so we should keep on going I agree. uh love Paperboy, love it to death uh so the next two tracks we're gonna listen to are not from arcade games they are from pinball games oh this is my because this is my kryptonite <laughs> pinball Cherry machines Stone campground pinball and what pinball machines are my kryptonite oh. I thought you said pinball and jeans. Pinball okay. and jeans are my kryptonite, Chris. You don't even know. <laughs> so I, this is where I learned to love real pinball was mm-hmm. at Cherry Stone Campground. Uh, they had a couple of machines. They had Adam's Family, mm-hmm. uh, uh, which I, I had... I, I had wanted to put on here, but I was like, no, there's two that I spent all of my money on. Mm-hmm. And that is, uh, first, we're going to listen to my favorite pinball machine of all time. And the only reason I put the second one second is because I think I actually like the tune a little bit better, even though I love this is my favorite table. This is the Twilight Zone pinball. Yes. 
my favorite table. It's such an amazing table. Uh, this is the music was by Chris Garner, who also worked on Pinbot and Adam's Family. Uh, and the music is in fact adapted from the song Twilight Zone by Golden Earring. Um, which is a pretty neat song, uh, which I didn't realize was a real song until after I had spent many, many dollars on the Twilight Zone pinball game. And somebody had told me like, oh, that's a, that's a real song. And then I heard the real song. I was like, oh my God, it is a real song. It's amazing. <laughs> um, but yeah, Twilight Zone pinball, man. Let's give it a listen. Uh, this is uh, basically two different... It's two different parts of the song Twilight Zone by Golden Earring uh, that I kind of spliced together here to, to listen to that play during different you know, times when you're playing the game. So the first half of it is just your when you start up gameplay, uh, and then the second half is when you do something super cool, and then that ends, and you haven't lost your ball yet, and it goes into effectively the chorus of the song. So uh, strap in. Enjoy. This is killer music. Here we go.
ever get tired of hearing that music. So I didn't want to interrupt you before when you were talking about the Twilight Zone pinball machine. And obviously I said pinball is what I live for. And it's really, really true. Um, you know, in my perfect world, when I have tons and tons of money, uh, I'm going to buy two machines. My second favorite pinball machine, which is the Twilight Zone. And my first, which is the Creature from the Black Lagoon. Oh, that's a good one. But Adam's family seriously takes a hard third. Pinball machines, like... So, the uh, uh, Nathans had predominantly uh, video games, uh, stand-up arcades and, and the like. But they had a good seven or eight pinball machines that they slowly rotated. I played all kinds of things, you know. And actually now, uh, if you live in the New York City area... There is a pinball arcade down on like 26th and second, and you like you can play a fat you can pl- pay a flat fee for an hour and just play as many as you want or just sit on one game. It's so great. But the Twilight Zone, I have such fond memories of the Twilight Zone uh, pinball machine, and this music is just oh, it's it's giving me the itch to play again i think i'm gonna have to go down i haven't done done the pinball place in a while i think i'm gonna have to it's all of the sound in this game was a part of what really drew me to it like you put the quarter in you unlock this door with the key of imagination Mm -hmm. and then you just you just start going and all the sounds like god when you really nail something in this game when the, the 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 fist knocks three times, or when you fight the power, are you ready to battle? It's so it's so amazing. Everything about this game is amazing, just top to bottom. Oh, the whole board is just ridiculously awesomeness. Like I had never even considered the the fighting the power with the magnets. I had never considered magnets involved in pinball before. Like I was right. never really. I never knew much about pinball. I knew very simplistic stuff like video game pinball, like pinball for NES. Like mm-hmm. that's kind of what I thought pinball machines were. And I was just not prepared for all the wacky tricks and stuff you could do with real pinball. And the Twilight Zone being kind of my first introduction to that was like, wow. Good to spin my head around. Just completely insane. Oh, absolutely. Next, next to Twilight Zone pinball at, uh, tw- at um, Cherry Stone was uh, my second favorite uh, pinball machine. It's a far more simple table, but it is incredibly fun and has just stupid good music in it. Uh, also by Chris Graner. Uh, that machine is Taxi, which is a machine that I have never seen in person since Cherry Stone Campground. You've never seen another one of these things out there in the wild. No matter how many arcades I go to, nobody ever has Taxi, and it bums me the heck out. However, it was involved in the Pinball Arcade, uh, which was released on Switch and multiple other platforms before they lost the license. Uh, So I have a version of Taxi that I can play on my Switch, and I do quite frequently because (laughs) it is amazing. Just a side Uh, note, for uh, five and a half grand, you could buy one off of eBay. I have thought about it. (laughs) I don't blame you, though. Many times I have thought about buying my own uh, taxi cabinet because it's a heck of a lot cheaper than Twilight Zone. Um, Twilight Zone's also like really hard to keep in mm. good shape because there's so many moving parts, you know. Yeah. Um, but Taxi's amazing. Have you ever played Taxi before? I'm not. I'm looking at images of it now. I'm not even familiar with it at all. 
It's such a cool game, and it's got a really, really, really good tune. So uh, let's give it a listen. Here is main play music from Taxi Pinball by Chris Granner. Enjoy. Taxi music, and that song's been stuck in my head for decades. <laughs> oh boy, explain so only much. Re- I really, I, I only found the the audio to this like maybe a year ago. Um, I finally found the audio to this, being like, man, I can finally listen to this song whenever I want because I've never seen the pinball machine again. So, what what did you think? Um, very interesting, honestly, for um pinball music. 
I think I'm so accustomed to kind of the pinball games that started coming out around the time uh, the Twilight Zone did. That was 93, Twilight mm-hmm. Zone. So, you know, there were things like uh, T2 Judgment Day and it was Star Trek and... Far more bombastic. Right. Uh, and definitely with licensed music, too. Mm-hmm. Um, sound effects and voice acting and stuff. But that was... Uh, I don't... <laughs> It's like very chill and calm music for, for yeah, a pinball game. It probably make me have like a really good game too, because you know the, it, those stressors of the music, you know, get you worked up and your nerves are a little shot and you're you're not you know flipping <laughs> as as good as you should or something. You know what I mean? Yeah, it really does add to that <clears throat> overall feeling in the game. It's not. Um... It's just energetic enough to stop you from being bored, but it's not like the it's not like the really really old tables where there's very little going on. Mm-hmm. There is stuff happening, but it's not it's not so involved and so in your face as like a lot of those really more complex machines. It's just very straightforward and simple. So there's all these different um characters on the board and uh <clears throat> you have to pick them up like they're your taxi fares and it's like ridiculous uh, caricatures of like uh, uh, Lola is your Mar- Marilyn Monroe character, Gorby is Gorbachev, uh, Santa Claus, Dracula, <laughs> Pinbot, uh, and like you just hear them like all of a sudden they'll light up on the board and be like, uh, yo, taxi! And then you gotta shoot the ball over to get them to pick them up, and the more uh, fares you pick up, the higher your your point value goes when you have more, more people you pick up. Um, it's great! It's just a really, really well-designed table, and it's because of this kind of like awesome chill music it's uh it just is really really fun and kind of relaxing to play but uh you know me i really love it when when music builds like a piece by piece and then it all yeah. plays together right. and it like mathematically works out this song does such a great job of that when that main um kind of guitar solo bit comes over it and all the other parts are still playing in the background it just it flows together so nicely and uh, I just think it's an incredibly well-written, well-written song. I really, really love it. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't have too much to say about it, other, you know, than what I've already said. But it is—it's a really nice piece of music. Again, I think uh, very chill again for a, uh, a pinball game, but nonetheless, still a good piece. If you ever find a taxi pinball game, try it. Oh, I promise I, you, you'll like it. I, it's yeah, I absolutely have machine. to. Yeah. I'm, I, great, great take. I, I, I'm like in my head already thinking like, when can I go down to this pinball place? Because they rotate out their machines too, so mm. they have like some old, old pinball, and then like everything up till now. So I wouldn't be surprised if they've either had it or have it currently. So mm. I'll, I'll report back. All right. So the last three tracks we're going to listen to are things that uh, I discovered later. These are uh, games that I played on home consoles and then discovered uh, the arcade <laughs> versions later uh, and just kind of uh, similar to what we do with, with what I talked about with Paperboy, where I was you know, playing the, orig- the, the, the console version and then I found the original and was like, whoa, what a huge improvement. <clears throat> so uh, I think I'm like 90% sure and I should really go back and check because uh, I'm a bad person and I did this beforehand. <laughs> so let's see. Uh, one Hit Wonders. Where is that? 
Do, 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 do. Yeah, we did the NES one. Okay, so, sorry, back to business. So, way back in our first uh, One Hit Wonders episode, I played a song from the NES game Magmax. And uh, I rented this game from Captain Video uh, <laughs> down wow. the street from me. Uh, and it was another one of those things that said, you know, number one arcade hit on the front of the box. And I was like, I've never seen or heard of this as an arcade game before, but whatever. Years and years and years later, from when YouTube had become a thing, I, I said to myself, you know what? I'm going to I'm going to check this out. I, I was just thinking of Magmax and said, well, let's see what the arcade game is like. And so I watched a video of the arcade game and I heard the music and was just like, oh my god, what an improvement. <laughs> what an unbelievable improvement. And the NES one's pretty good, mm -hmm. but the arcade one's on a whole other level. Uh, this is a relatively obscure arcade game, even by any standards, especially here in America, I think. Um, have you ever played this game? I don't even think I've heard of it apart from the, the One Hit Wonders episode. Well, I didn't think I didn't think you were on that one. That was before your time. The first one, um, I think I did that one with Vicky. If I'm not, if I'm not episode mistaken. three. Yeah, you're right. I Mag Max. I no. I don't. Even, no, I have no idea. So it's this weird little side-scrolling shooter uh, where you're either above ground or you can go to these little porters, portals and go underground. And uh, when you power up your ship, you don't get like new guns. You get like body parts. So you can like connect a giant head and arms and then you can connect feet and then you're like this giant walking robot with a spaceship as your stomach. It's weird, but it's a neat game <laughs> uh, and it's a catchy little tune. Uh, the music is by uh, Ryoichi Yamada, uh, who is known for, and I use that term loosely, tube panic and roller jammer. <laughs> I don't know, man. This game's weird, but it's it's made an it had such an impact on my life as a kid. I thought it was such a neat game when I rented it on NES, and discovering that the arcade version had such cool music was like, I don't know, just totally freaking awesome. So let's give it a listen. Here is Surface BGM One from Magmax. Enjoy. Just happened. Your reaction was exactly what I was hoping it would be. It just happened so quickly. <laughs> just as I was getting like into it, it was like, all right, we're done. <laughs> but what that intro was just what? The intro is crazy. Like you start underground, and that music is just you like coming up to the surface, like get ready, get ready, and then it starts going, and that little super happy music comes on. <laughs> like what? <laughs> that makes sense now yeah it's so cool uh yeah i what what blew my mind about this is uh similar to paperboy was the drums uh the nes version of this game doesn't have any percussion in it 
Mm, so okay. um, the actual cadence of the song, I just I never pieced it together this way. Like I thought the it, it's hard for me to explain. I thought that the drum the drums that I heard in my head um, would be where the snare would be on the two and the four mm-hmm. were actually on the the one and the three. Mm. So like I just heard it completely different in my head and. I mean, it's got a freaking weird cadence to begin with, right? Like when yeah. it goes into that, yeah. the, the when the drum fills gets all weird. It's it's almost hard to keep the rhythm in your head because it's so all over the map. It's such a weird song, but I love it. <laughs> I yeah, I, I'm still I'm still baffled by that intro. I mean, your <laughs> your explanation is really spot on. I can obviously hear it, um, but I but <laughs> stop it. This is a serious show, Chris. Stop it. <laughs> it's just for anyone listening at home, like the the music starts playing, and I'm like, I'm waiting for to hear his reaction when it changes over to the happy bit. And he's like, Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> I just started laughing. Yeah, sometimes, sometimes uh, we have funny exchanges when we're listening to the songs that you guys yeah. don't get to hear. But um, uh, back to this though. the The main bit though was actually really good. It uh, it reminds me of like um you know stuff you would have heard on the nintendo but you know with no frame of reference i'm i'm just kind of like all right you know it's it's good it's a good track Mm -hmm. yeah solid solid stuff but uh it it was one of those arcade things that means so much to me personally being like one of those discovered oh this is what this is supposed to sound like that's nuts this one this next one we're going to listen to is probably the biggest change up as far as I'm concerned, um, in that regard, having played the heck out of the Master System version of Fantasy Zone, mm. when I finally heard what the arcade version of this song was supposed to sound like, I about lost my mind. <laughs> I couldn't believe the difference. Um, and this is going back to uh, Hiroshi Kawaguchi. So we're thinking, like, have you? Uh, what do you have any history with Fantasy Zone? No, I, I know of it. I've I've seen the I've seen it a handful of times. I've never played it though. All right, let's see. You have to at least have some experience with what I started off with here. So th- this is my frame of reference. <laughs> I had played the heck out of this game on the Sega Master System uh, at my uncle's house and at my friend's house, and I, I just thought Fantasy Zone was such a cool-looking game, and it's a catchy tune, um, the the Master System version. Uh, I didn't really know there was an arcade version because uh, they're just—I don't even know if it was released in America. The arcade version of this game—it's something I came into many years later. I think around the um, the Sonic Genesis collection for. Um, uh, like Xbox 360 was when I finally got to see what the arcade version of this was like, and I just couldn't believe the difference in the music. It was like, oh my, I, night and day. So let's go ahead and give it a listen. It's my favorite song in the game. It's got a really great soundtrack overall, but my favorite track is the stage one song, Play Leaf. And uh, so let's go ahead and give it a listen. Uh, here it is, Play Leaf from Fantasy Zone. Enjoy. Play 
Boom, huh? How's that for a difference, huh? <laughs> There's gotta be a better, more drastic um, example than night and day. Like, there's gotta be something bigger than that. <laughs> because it's that's like going from, like, oh, you know what that's like? That's like when Weird Al Yankovic would do the polka medleys. And you know what the original would sound like? And he would do the polka version of it. And this isn't an obviously it's not a knock to Weird Al or anything he did because I always thought they were fantastic. But it's legitimately like like a kazoo version of an orchestral John Williams piece. It just <laughs> you know, you think of the Imperial March and then some kid playing it on a kazoo like Or on a recorder. A, re- <laughs> a recorder, yeah. A recorder and a kazoo. Imperial March for recorder and kazoo in D minor. Um but wow. Yeah, that's that's that piece there, that that the arcade piece is so lush. And right? It's so, so full yeah. and colorful and alive. And the Master System version, I, I loved that version. I thought it was I thought it was great, like as a kid, because you know it's it's still that composition is still there, but wow man when i heard what this was supposed to sound like i mean i already knew the master system didn't have great sound to begin with i mean you know hang on right <laughs> yeah a, a pretty pretty dinky version of that that i had, I had grown I had grown accustomed to after the arcade one but like this one i just didn't know i had no idea what i was missing and when i finally heard this all fleshed out it was just blew my mind blew it all over the all over the place and i just love this song it's a really fun tune it really fits the it really fits what fantasy zone is which is this bright colorful super inviting game it's like hey come here it's gonna be a lot of fun and then it murders you over and over (laughs) again because it's one of the hardest games you will ever play in your life but it's just like super cutesy and inviting like it's it's fun it's fantasy zone it's great it's not hard Uh, you're gonna have fun you will not. You will be crying tears of blood. <laughs> wow. Stay away from it. Got it. Oh, God. Fantasy Zone's amazing. It's super fun. Just be prepared because it will beat the heck out of you. Mm, yeah. The second game is called Fantasy Zone 2, The Tears of Opa Opa. <laughs> and Opa Opa stands for you is in some the... foreign language, right? Yeah, probably. <laughs> Opa Opa is the main character of the little spaceship with feet. And I also love Fantasy Zone 2, which uh, also has cool, cool arcade style of music but um that's a podcast for another podcast so yeah good times here we are we're at the end we've made it we've made it to uh the last track that we're going to play for you guys and then discuss but don't worry we'll also talk about the one that we're going to do for the ending as well because this next track is not street fighter 2 which we haven't gotten to yet this next track is a game that i had never played in the arcade had only a passing interest in as a uh of uh, uh, a fan of Sega products, like, this is Space Harrier. Now I had seen Space Harrier on the Sega Genesis, and been like, well, that's hideous. <laughs> and I had seen Space Harrier on the Sega Master System, and thought, well, I mean, that's kind of neat. But I feel like 3D World Runner looks better. It's not a better game, but I don't know. I just don't get it. I don't see what the deal is with Space Harrier. Uh, and then I heard Banjo Gaiali do a cover of the Space Harrier theme. That's unfair. And now I had. N- never really heard that music before i never really paid attention to it like i played a couple of seconds of it on master system or friends house like this is dumb i don't want to play this <laughs> uh and then i heard him do his cover of that song and it's like wow this song is really good like really good 
So I then looked up what the arcade version sounded like, and I watched some gameplay of the arcade version of uh, um, Space Harrier, and my mind was so far blown, I couldn't believe that I had missed it for so many years. I'd never seen an arcade version of it before. I have now, and I've played the arcade version, and it's amazing. Uh, and this music is just... It's, honest to goodness, one of my favorite pieces of music to ever come out of an arcade. It's just incredible. Uh, do you have any Space Harrier history? That's a big negative. No, I'm familiar with the, the game, but I've never played it. All right. Well, then uh, I hope you enjoy this music. This is also by uh, Hiroshi Kawaguchi. So, you know, we're in good hands here. Uh, so let's give it a listen. It's a little bit of a longer piece, but I don't think anyone will mind because it's just it's some of the best video game music ever written. And I mean that from the bottom of my heart. Here's the theme from Space Harrier. Enjoy.
That is the appropriate way to end that. Ah, <laughs> oh, I adore this game so much. I love it so, so freaking much. And it's this music that got me into it. I never would have given Space Harrier a second thought had I not heard Ollie's cover of this song and then just looked it up. And I, I just, I, I'm ast- astonished by this song. Every time I hear it, I just sit back like, <clears throat> it's so amazing because it's not your typical, you know, hardcore action piece of music, but it's, this game is just white knuckle action constantly. It's like Afterburner. You're this yeah. floating dude just blowing up stuff, zooming past you at a million miles an hour. And <clears throat> this music just fits the whole thing like a glove. It's just makes you feel like you're on this ridiculous adventure through the fantasy zone which has always confused me because there's a game called fantasy zone but it has nothing to do with space harrier that takes place in the fantasy zone welcome to the fantasy zone it's i don't know it's weird but i love it i love it so much don't don't think too hard on it you might pop a (laughs) blood vessel or something and then like to, to take it one step further uh, I played through uh, Bayonetta and Bayonetta 2 on the Switch. Mm-hmm. And the original Bayonetta, towards the end of the game, um, and I, 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 don't, I don't even remember if I knew that this was coming, but I was so surprised by it when I got there. Uh, so you play fan- uh, um, uh, Space Harrier, and when you start the game, it says, Welcome to the Fantasy Zone. Get ready! And you go nuts. So I'm at the end of Bayonetta, and she, like, jumps on this, like, ship thing like a I can't remember if she's like riding a missile or if she's riding a, a jet or something but she says welcome to my fantasy zone and then it turns into space harrier and like the people like the same style of music that's in all of Bayonetta starts playing the space harrier theme <laughs> and you're flying around in a ship playing space harrier as Bayonetta it's freaking crazy <laughs> this is what happens when games influence gamer game makers loved it oh god just Bayonet is awesome, um, but man, Fantasy Zone and this song, this whole song, and it's so long because it just keeps going. It never loses that constant cadence when you're playing this game. Like it switches up when you fight a boss, and then as soon as you blow up the boss, it just seamlessly turns right back into this theme from a different part of it, and just keeps you going. It's this wonderful, wonderful driving melody through the whole thing, and it's the whole. Uh, it's a masterpiece. I love this song. <laughs> It makes me want to play Space Harrier. There's a lot of things. I, I talk about this a lot. There's a, I feel like there's a lot of things that I either missed, you know, growing up or, you know, for whatever reason, didn't have an opportunity or, uh, you know, s- snubbed my nose at it or whatever. And mm-hmm. uh, I think uh, games like Space Harrier and Fantasy Zone are definitely some of those games that I've I missed out on. And I always feel like... You know, kind of like you, where we make the joke, like, well, just put it on the list, you yeah. know? So I'll, those games just just made my list of, well, got to play those. Well, the great thing about those is that they'll take you five minutes to play. You know? <laughs> yeah, you're not games. wrong. They're n- yeah. <clears throat> yeah, like once you play a few minutes of Fantasy Zone, uh, you know what that game is. Once you play a few <laughs> minutes of Space Area, <laughs> yeah. you know what that is. Like there's more to see, but it's more of the same, more or less. Right, you know? It's yeah. not like some big story you're experiencing. Um so yeah, you can you could knock those things off in twenty minutes, you know. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. If you can put them down, <laughs> which uh, <laughs> Space Harrier in particular, I always have a hard time putting down. I bought the the arcade version on a uh, Switch because I, I had to. They released the Sega Ages version. Like, I'll buy this. I'll buy it on any platform that I can play it on because I I always wanted the option to just jump into a quick game of Space Harrier. 
play it for a little bit, die, and then move on with my life. It's so good. <laughs> well, that's a uh, that's pretty much it. That's my arcade history. That's that is my life in the arcades, uh, and I think it was a pretty good one. I you know. Living through your very vivid uh, arcade history makes me shed a tear from mine, but a, a, a happy tear, not not a tear of sadness. <laughs> uh, I mean, I could have could have thrown in some Marvel versus Capcom too in there because I definitely oh, played a lot yeah. of that in the arcades. X Men versus Street Fighter, RoboCop, um, Bad Dudes, Narc. Yes, yeah, see, I didn't spend much time with those ones. Moonwalker. Uh, <clears throat> ooh, yeah. Got another one. I didn't play Moonwalker until uh, Yestercades a few years ago, actually, and I've never finished the arcade version. There, I beat all of Bad Dudes in the arcade, Bubble Bobble in the arcade, but I did a lot of that like really recently in Yestercades. Like, I never played those games in the arcade as a kid, and mm-hmm. you know, growing up and playing them as an adult, it's like really fun seeing like what these NES games were supposed to be. Yeah. Um, but this has been a long one, and we should uh, we should move on because I should really yes. get to bed. Yeah. Uh, so that's going to be our show. Thank you, everyone, for, for listening. Uh, Matt, your pick is next. What are we going to be listening to next time? So um, I think I mentioned it in an episode or two ago. I, I've i had this music really stuck in my head. I, I played and I beat the game and I absolutely loved it, but the music really stuck with me. I thought it was really brilliant music. Uh, it's a game called Chasm. And... Um, I wanna. I really want to spotlight some of this music. Just really beautiful pieces of music. So, I'm. I'm we're gonna tackle Chasm next episode. Fantastic. I've. I know nothing about this game besides what you've told me, and I'm very excited to hear it because I love experiencing new music. So, hooray! Good pick. <laughs> All right, everybody, that's going to be it. As always, we'd love to hear everyone's thoughts and memories of our on the games we've discussed here today, and you can do so on the Waveback Forum page over on Facebook. Search for Waveback on Facebook. You'll find more information on our next games. It's also a nice, convenient place to talk about them. Of course, you can always still send us an email at mail@geekate.com. And while you're at it, check out all our social media channels, which you should totally follow, like, and subscribe to if you haven't already. And be sure to check out all our other great content we have on our site over at geekate.com. And if you want to dive deeper down the rabbit hole of insanity that is the inside of my brain, uh, check out Waveback Overplay over on uh, YouTube, where we... Uh, combine two different video game songs together or two different versions of the same song together to see what they sound like i am currently working on three different overplays that i'm just going to start chucking up bit by bit uh i'm going to be uh putting up tunes from the messenger ninja gaiden overplayed with a ninja gaiden trilogy on super nintendo and the secret of monkey island crossed with monkey island special edition nice Uh, yeah, they've all been very fun and challenging to different degrees. Well, Messenger was super easy. Just uh, done. Uh, the other ones, posing, they're, they're, they're a lot of work. So, uh, <laughs> But yeah, those are all going to be going up pretty soon. So enjoy them. So we can't have a whole uh, discussion about arcades without talking about Street Fighter 2. Nope. So um, obviously someday we're going to do a Street Fighter 2 episode. I believe we should. Um, which is one of the reasons I didn't really want to throw a specific track in. We have listened to some music from Street Fighter 2 when we did our Smash Brothers stuff uh, with Ryu Stage. Um, so when, when thinking about, well, what do I what do I put in for Street Fighter 2? Because I, I have to do something. And um, obviously Street Fighter 2 was more of a Super Nintendo thing for me than an arcade thing for me. But I, when I did finally play the arcade game, it, it was, was earth-shattering, you know? 
So I thought that the best thing to do uh, would be to shine a light on what I think is one of the most underappreciated songs in the Street Fighter soundtrack is the ending theme, um, which is a very it's a pretty different tune for a Street Fighter song. Uh, it's it's much more cheerful, but I think it's just a wonderful piece of music. Uh, this soundtrack done by Yoko Shimomura, who uh, worked on stuff like the Mario Luigi games and Final Fight, etc., uh, she's wonderful, and her soundtrack is also wonderful. Now, Matt, I assume you have something to talk about Street Fighter related. Oh my God! Seriously, between <laughs> besides uh, Street Fighter Rainbow, as I now know it called, um, I, you know, I don't know how much money I spent on it uh, in the arcade, but when it came to the Super Nintendo, <sighs> me and my friends just tournaments. We would just play all afternoon incessantly we would change the controller layout we all had and we and we knew the controller layout too like you would go to the menu and you'd be able to like yeah just fix it up yeah immediately yeah i think actually my my friend from first grade who i'm still very good friends with can rattle it off um but arcade wise man um i never i never beat it in the arcade i only beat it on the home uh console but the arcade like and then, you know... Because the arcade game cheats, let's be honest. <laughs> okay. The arcade game is cheap as hell. I just got the Street Fighter Anniversary Collection on Switch, and which is great, but I went to go play, like, some Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo. I couldn't get past the second character. It was like, this is the cheapest crap I've ever seen. This is ridiculous. And I remembered it from playing that version in the arcade. Being like, that's right. This was a freaking quarter muncher. These like, Because it's just the machine reacting to whatever inputs you're doing. It's just, okay, it will stand still until you're ready to attack. And once you attack, it knows exactly how to counter whatever you're doing. Like, it's it's freaking cheap as hell. <laughs> yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah, uh, so so for me, it was, uh, I discovered it at my cousin's house on uh, Super Nintendo. And I had never seen it in a fighting game before. I'd never seen anything that was like, oh, it's just two characters one-on-one always facing each other and fighting. This is amazing. And the one thing that stuck out to me with the arcade version... And this is the weirdest thing, but it's the only thing that really stuck out to me that was the hugest difference is there were different animations when walking backwards. Hmm. Like when your characters walked back, that like you know Ryu would lean back or Blanca would lean back a little bit, and I'm like, oh my god, there's different animations for walking backwards. It's amazing. Really, that's the only <laughs> that's the only thing I noticed as a kid uh, with Street Fighter Two in the arcade. Uh, playing in an arcade stick and whatnot so i I definitely have lived the dream where i can now play the uh actual arcade versions on a super nintendo controller since i have that super nintendo switch controller which is great playing street fighter 3 third strike with a super nintendo controller is really a a unique experience so we're going to be listening to sending you guys home with the ending theme from street fighter 2 by yoko shimomura a wonderful wonderful piece of music that everybody should appreciate more Uh, And that's going to be it for us. Thank you very much for listening, and we'll see you next time. On behalf of Matt and myself, have a great night.